day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. We are back with episode 65 of Shop Talk. It's Carrie and Jennifer. And we're going to be discussing 503 of the Rookie and 102 of the Rookie Feds. Yes, uh, there is quite a bit of news and it's going to be a long episode. So we'll just kind of dive right on in. Um, We've got episode descriptions for 504 of the Rookie um that airs on october 16th so it's called the choice and i mean obviously we've seen it in the preview um but Rosalind returns with a vengeance and bailey's life is left hanging in the balance with the ticking time clock the lapd and the fbi join forces and officer nolan is forced to make a deadly decision after a harrowing ultimatum yeah i don't know i don't know where to go from that yeah it like doesn't well at least on like my um like tv guide it like doesn't mention the lapd and fbi joining forces really yeah i don't yeah i don't know but it mentions everything else Uh, like the first the first sentence and the last like part of that second sentence that's odd Um, yeah but anyway it is the crossover event so i'm excited yeah Oh, sorry. <laughs> wow, I'm already sidetracking us and we're barely five <laughs> minutes in. It's fine. No, so when I first it's read fine. the description before seeing the promo, I was like, so Bailey's going to die. Like, that's that's going to be it. And then, like, we haven't seen Jenna on set for a while. And so I was like, well, it could pan out. But then, oh, like, we Lord. saw her in the promo. And now yeah. we know, like, he's got the ultimatum and then he has to make a deadly decision. So, like, He's got to kill Rosalind to save Bailey. But Mm -hmm. yeah, there's some thoughts on why it's John Nolan and why not Lucy because. Well, that's what I was just going to say. I'm like, it doesn't, I mean, like, again, like I understand it from like a, you know, he's the main character, blah, 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 blah. They have this weird relationship. Yeah. If you can even call it that. Um but yeah like i hope like lucy gets like her like peace yeah in it because she has such a stake in it too. yeah yeah i mean like Rosalind definitely like messes with john but i feel like it should be lucy kind of dealing with it but i also don't want lucy or chris or tim or, or anyone else close to her to go through any more like dangerous stuff so yeah yeah but that's it for 504 yeah and then we also have the episode description for 505 um which is called the fugitive it airs um october 23rd um officer john nolan and officer selena juarez are on the hunt for a fugitive after a car incident goes awry Meanwhile, a past injury comes to haunt Tim, and Lucy comes through during his time of need in more ways than one. So that's the one that had all the Chenfords, us included, like freaking out. Yeah. What does that mean? (laughs) That's the one that, like, he was supposedly wearing the hospital gown and, like, that one cameo. I'll, like, believe it when I see it. I still, like, if that man really just, like, did a freaking cameo like wearing the thing like i oh my god like he should know by now 
like you know, know what I mean like you should know better because like everyone's gonna zoom well I'm like one you can't get anything past us I mean like we all knew that yeah. Lissette was joining the cast before it was ever announced so right um it yeah. just cracks me up like I will believe it when I see it like I don't I just you know whatever like I don't know yeah yeah and people were saying that like Ashley's supposed to be in this one and I don't know like the Chenford stuff I mean we saw it in this episode like there wasn't much but there was enough but yeah. I'm kind of wondering like how much more angst we will get so yeah, yeah I don't know I'm I'm here for it so mm-hmm. um and then this episode description dropped today Monday when we're recording this um and it's called it's for 506 which airs October 30th titled The Reckoning um, and it's Officer John Nolan and sleep deprived Selena investigate a cash deposit linked to an old DEA case. Meanwhile, Wesley grows increasingly concerned about his deposition and is shocked when he realizes Elijah's attorney is a familiar face from his past. There's, yeah, I can't imagine sleep deprived Selena, like how much <laughs> different she's going to be versus her in this episode. Because yeah. I feel like she was acting kind of like before she thought. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Like, just give me all of the Selena Juarez. Yeah. Like, right now. I just want it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm and- just curious about like the Elijah part of it, though. Not that I don't like, you know, obviously yeah. I'm so here for Selena. Um, but just like, what, like, I don't know. My whole thing is like, well, if like Brandon was like, you know, posting about it or like, you know, tweeting or whatever the heck he was doing. Yeah. Um, like does that mean like Elijah's gonna represent himself? Like that's my guess. I'm probably totally wrong, but like because like who else is gonna represent that man? You know, like Yeah. It's some rando or something. Yeah, um, like I don't know. But like someone well, no, because he had put the picture of him like on set or something that one day and it was just like that one picture yeah. so yeah I don't know I'm kind of surprised that we're bringing Elijah back but also I'm not just the way that things were left off yeah. I don't know I feel like there's just so many things going on right now but also like we have three episode descriptions and I'm like my mind is gonna get so confused <laughs> yeah so. I mean, because I guess like I mean obviously Elijah's gonna be in the courtroom I just thought that'd be you know because like you know how some like criminals on other shows yeah. will like just decide to randomly and and he would be one that would be like yeah i'm representing myself like yeah. he would definitely be that one. i don't know i just can't think of anyone i mean maybe it's one of those things where it's like you know they're hopefully going to give us the backstory like we're not supposed to actually know who this person is yeah in relation to like wesley um but I don't remember if it was for this episode description or not, but I saw it somewhere that it was like, what if it's Wesley's friend or like the, the lawyer lady that like Roslyn had that Wesley was like, Oh, Hey Beth or something. I don't know though. But maybe. Oh God. But I don't think that would be the familiar face from his past. Like, I feel like they would just come out and say, but obviously not because it's an episode description. They want to keep it vague. So we shall see, but that airs at the end of the month. So I think that's going to be kind of like our Halloween episode. I wonder if there is going to be like Halloween moments in there. Yeah. Who knows? So maybe for some levity, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, and then we also have an episode description for the rookie feds, um, their uh, fourth episode of season one, uh, which will air October 18th. Uh, it's called to die for. And when the team splits up to question a suspect's father, Simone and Laura discover critical information on how their abusive relationship is connected to the crimes. Following this lead, the team heads to Tucson to save the suspect's newest target. Meanwhile, sparks fly with Laura and her former colleague, Mark Atlas, Mark Atlas, I can't speak, as they debate the killer's motive. I feel like that might have changed a little bit, or maybe I'm just not remembering the whole thing. I feel like I'm probably did. not remembering the whole thing, but it's fine. I like don't remember the like just some of the phrasing but I remember the sparks fly thing because I was like oh (laughs) like things are yeah for Stenson so when I was typing it out I was like okay so Simone and Laura discover critical information on how their abusive relationship is connected to the crimes it's like wrongly phrased yeah Yeah, it's like very wrongly phrased it's like okay obviously that means the suspect's relationship but like Yeah. yeah it was just weirdly phrased um so okay so it's safe to assume well i don't know we're not having a two-hour episode for the rookie then next week like because rookie feds is it's separate episode i guess oh geez wait hold on oh right yes i guess so darn it so like rookie feds will be like in a different like time span i don't know like it's just i guess because like like Oh, other, God, I don't know. When other universe shows do crossovers, they're all like in the same time span. Like yeah. time. Yeah, I don't know. So I guess we'll see. But like in the rookie universe, what is the timeline? Because honestly, like who knows? <laughs> Emily like had tweeted it out and I was like trying to follow along and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna take her word for it that oh, like, about Aaron and being out. a P2. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, at least we got the clearly marked timeline of like one month later yeah. as opposed to like six weeks or whatever. Yeah. But still, like it just, there are still things even with that that like, you know, people are like, well, why are they doing this or why are they acting like this? So. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um, and then the news had just dropped right before we started recording, but Variety had shared an article that the audience tally for the series premiere of the rookie feds jumped from 2.2 million to 6.3 million viewers after just one week of multi-platform plat, multi-platform viewing. So that's really cool. Um, the article it's a like live plus seven data indicates that like 400 per, there was a 400 percent increase in viewership after seven days of availability on like Hulu and other platforms. Um, so like basically the delayed viewing like helped boost the ratings. Um, the article even said that like running on Tuesday nights in the 10 p.m. slots definitely a boost for live and same day numbers. So that's really cool. Um, and they said that the rookie feds is ABC's highest rated series debut since November of 2020 with the premiere of Big Sky and then the network's most viewed debut since Rebel in April 2020. Um, oh, that's so cool. Which is really cool because some of the Rebel cast is in the Rookie Feds. So. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm geeking out over that. Oh my god. So, 
but like the article also said it still could change though because like fire country premiered this past week and a lot of all yeah i was hearing all about that on twitter which like i want to check it out because honestly i can never have too many shows to love (laughs) yeah um but yeah i think with that we should just dive right on into the episode because yeah so we're starting off with the rookie first obviously um titled die hard um d-y-e so um we're gonna start with uh john and selena which i like oh my god i mean i know everyone's excited about it but just like for like you know the chicago pd fans out there is like extra excited just to see Lisette Chavez, uh, like wear a badge again, or like just have a badge number. Yeah, you know? not just that, like, oh. but be in uniform because we never yeah. saw her in uniform on PD. Oh, mm-hmm. it was just so good, and I just that was what I needed after the last like five days of TV. So yeah, like it made up for so much yeah. that like crushed us in yeah. other TV uh, landscapes. Also, <laughs> the rookie treat her right, please yes <laughs> do, not, do not do her dirty yeah no. yeah yeah um you but anyway <laughs> yeah um but yeah so it was her uh debut uh as selena juarez um she's a rookie officer and also john nolan's first uh like trainee because it's john's first day as a to so that'll be uh interesting because like everyone's you know like clapping in the roll call room and everything and like you know okay we're like celebrating this and um you know and then tim's like has selena stand up and then you know she's like she's smart she got high marks at the academy she's like eager to learn then of course tim being tim was like well you need to like forget everything you learned at the academy you'll learn like you know more when you're out and about with your uh training officer and like you could totally see um like she had like a slight smile, like a very faint smile, and then it just faded as he was speaking. And I'm like, "Way to go, Tim! <laughs> like, way to boost the morale, dude!" Yeah, like, wow. Um, and but, that moment, know, I was like, "I'm so glad that he's not her to." But yeah. like, also, I wouldn't mind seeing them together, not in the first episode, but you know, yeah, working together. It just yeah, and so because like obviously like Selena's a little nervous, and like that didn't help. Um, but you know we see her um go go over to uh john and like introduce herself like in a formal manner and uh lucy kind of just like pops over and is like you know and me like you can you know like come you know ask me for help um and lucy introduces herself as well and offers to like you know like to talk if selena like needs to talk to just you know like another woman in this field because you know it wasn't too long ago that Lucy was a rookie herself so um and she like appreciates all of that and I'm just we're just so here for like the Selena and Lucy um BFF era and I am still waiting on a selfie from Melissa and Lisev <laughs> like I will like lose my mind if if I because they they have to have one like this is like not a thing like I know they there just has to be one somewhere. Oh, you, you know it you know that there has to be one well because like I didn't get you know like the 
Eric and Melissa selfie like in their costumes you know like their undercover look so like I, I need this <laughs> like and you know I'm, that there has to be one of Melissa and Eric in their undercover wardrobe I'm too manifesting like I just I need something like I mean we've gotten like good like behind the scenes like they're like Instagram story wise but just mm-hmm. like I'm talking like Instagram just post the cell just drop the selfie then yeah. they can you know dip out like after like I don't care but they I mean, don't even have to caption it just yeah just post the selfie yeah no <laughs> just like just post it and that's it like I'll you know I'll be fine um but anyway yeah so that was like part of the um sneak peek that we got to see which was cool because I was just like all excited like I don't know it's just cool to like you know because we heard about Lisette joining the rookie but it's just cool to like actually like see it like see her on screen so um it was funny because like they had so many like callbacks like to the pilot episode um but like so as Nolan's like going through his whole routine right like they even use the same dialogue like he's on a roll he's you know like running down this checklist and then he just like kind of stops because he's like getting in the shop and he's like what like what is that and she's like oh well I you know saged the shop um and this like surprised Nolan and she was like well I figured I would need you know all the luck I could get and I'm like oh like (laughs) so like she's just so pure like this oh my god just yeah I just I loved that and just like I don't know just like the way like that like line was delivered was just so just like well, I, like you know like she wasn't sorry she did it but she was just like yeah okay <laughs> so, yeah poor John's well, just gonna kind of have to get over it <laughs> and when he's like is that weed or something or drugs and she's like yeah. that was me and not the marijuana like that yeah. yeah I was like oh my gosh I already love this partnership <laughs> yeah like she's just so like she just doesn't really know she's just kind of all over the place um and so that was cool it was like nice that John let her drive um but just like I kind of knew like as soon as that happened though because you know like not well I'm thinking because I know he or wait no because Talia did let him drive never mind <laughs> never oh, mind yeah. I was gonna say that but well did he drive no Nyla drove Nyla no, drove mostly but, but did John drive on like the first day because I don't think so because Gray was no. like why was she driving and John was like because I was taught that way or something yeah but he was driving shortly after that I think yeah so I, well, I, don't know. I was th- I was gonna say he was driving on plain clothes day but obviously because Talia yeah. for all intents purposes was not there yeah but so I guess he was maybe referring to Talia then when he was like I was talking about that like yeah well yeah that like that when he had, can let the rookie drive yeah when he had Talia I don't he know. was like first on the job yeah so. mm-hmm. but yeah, he so did maybe. drive when she was T.O. Yeah. he drove some yeah I don't know it's just interesting because it's like maybe that's what he's like trying to do except it just he kind of went about it wrong you know to make her like for like well, I don't I forget what the lingo is like first on call or first yeah like first officer or something if uh, it was me I wouldn't have wanted to drive on my very first day it would have been like no I, I will gladly let you take that like yeah 
because there's so much to focus on you know and it's just like and that's your first day like I mean not even when you become a cop but like when you start any new job like your first day is so overwhelming like your first week to begin with yeah I mean I would be like no if I don't have to drive I'm not gonna drive yeah um and so like their first well their first technically like illegal stop um was they just like selena just like put on the um like siren and like had this car pull over and it was like an elderly woman driving and like before john could barely say like two more words selena was like hopping out of the shop and like obviously since since she's on the driver's side like she has easier access to the driver's side of this car that they pulled over um and so she's like the first one you know up by the window like just already talking to this woman and like poor john's like trying to like scramble and is like okay okay like you know ask her for her id because like they don't have probable cause to like stop this woman um like at all um but selena wanted to because she got a bad aura um or a dark aura rather like off the car um and like I mean I appreciated that John like tried to lay down the law with Selena like you know like that telling her like what she was doing was like technically profiling and like he won't have it um but then she points out like the blood uh spots on the trunk um and so like they open it up and like there there is blood in the trunk but like so even though they did find this evidence right it's like they can't like they can't do anything with it because it was found during an illegal stop um and obviously selena's you know aura reason is not gonna cut it um and you know to make matters worse you know Tim's there and then he you know so he's called in right and then so Tim being Tim is like you know all like you know like tough sergeant routine on her and is like you know like you can have like any aura like doesn't matter like that's not a reason to you know like do a stunt like this and um it just like gave me like major like because on PD right like Vanessa's first day like didn't go well like at all she caught a case without a call sign or whatever yeah and like so it just gave me like major like going rogue on her first day vibes and like her superior officer like got mad at her too well I mean her superior officer was a lot worse than Tim but oh so true yeah no for sure yeah um but yeah so like my like tv hearts like appreciated the parallel but I did not like saying poor selena like get you know like i mean not like not like they're like screaming at her or anything but just you know like stern and like you know but still she just was like oh i just felt like her face like oh my gosh i yeah i I just wanted to hug her it see it i it reminded me of her pd days or like vanessa rojas and pd more so like her just kind of going rogue um Mm -hmm. But that whole scene with Tim reminded me more of like 101 Tim. 
Like mm-hmm. he was like his yeah. rough side there. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't miss this side That's, of him. But yeah. like also it's not bad because like you know that he's a softie down at in the heart, but like yeah, not no, like let's get soft him back in here because yeah. this is not not what I want. Yeah, because it just kind of sucks that like that's his first like real like interaction like, default, with like setting is to be like this like have this like gruff yeah. like persona on, and it's like no Tim we know we know you're you know better than that. Which I mean like she did mess up like I'm yeah. not gonna deny that and like yes he did have to lay down the law with her but like John had already done that yeah and like I, he was handling it yeah oh like okay. Yeah. And I get that, like, Tim had to do that, like, duh, he's sergeant and, you know, all of that, yeah. but I was like, okay, I don't like yeah. this for her. Well, because then Gray, like, you know, not even, like, you know, cut to the next scene or whatever, and then, like, Gray's yelling at Nolan, so it's like, everyone's, yeah. like, yelling at everyone else, and it's like, it, I mean, while I understand it, it didn't really, like, progress things, like, forward Yeah, that much. I mean, well, it's unless you count like Nolan telling Gray that he's gonna like write up the blue page, which, ugh, like, <laughs> I was sad about that. I was like, no, like, that just sucks. Gray like, like hazing Nolan in this was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, because like at the very beginning, I guess I probably could have mentioned that because like Nolan was like, you know, <laughs> like he like wrote down like you know how to like set up a shop and like the you know like for a cheat sheet. And Gray's like, what the hell do you have this for? Like, no, like you know he knows what he's doing, but then he's like, I'm afraid I'm gonna mess up. And he's like, oh, but you will. Like, yeah. that's you know. <laughs> And so, like, Gray just 100% is just keeping it real. And, like, he's just, like, here's what's going to happen. But, like, you know, you're, like, today's the day. It's going to, you know, like, what's going to happen is going to happen. Like, whether you're, like, ready or not, you're getting yeah. a rookie. So, um, yeah. But I just, like, I was just, like, oh, like, that sucks. Because, like, well, no, because Angela... Angela didn't write up a blue page on Jackson. She like lied for him. Yeah, that's right. On that first report. Yeah, and what he did was I don't know if it's a lot worse, but like he couldn't fire his gun, like he froze. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I would argue that Selena's was probably worse. Like she did pull over someone <laughs> illegally, so Yeah. And I was but also still, just about like... to call her Vanessa. So <laughs> we're doing great here. <laughs> this is what happens when you take a like fan favorite character from another show and just like plop them in the rookie universe. We get all confused. It's fine. Um, but anyway, so like after everyone's done yelling at each other, like, um, you know, it, it everything. Well, no, I take that back because... <laughs> while Nyla didn't yell (laughs) at John and Selena she was like do you know how dead you are to me (laughs) and she just cut like the door you know the automatic doors open and it's just Makia delivering this line flawlessly and I just oh my god I just I laughed so much and it just made me miss like Nyla and John um like they're dynamic and you know because she was the one that was like well you know I taught you better than than that um 
because uh, Nyla and Angela like had caught a like missing persons case like towards the beginning of the episode and like their missing woman named Jill her blood was the blood that was like swiped from the elderly woman's car who as it turns out her like grandson must use it because he's a suspect now in Jill's disappearance so um because he the guy's name is Tyler Harvin he was Jill's ex-boyfriend so um and since and then like Wesley joins the party and he's like well you can't use that you know like they can't use the evidence just like reiterating what you know that everyone else has already said like you know they can't use the evidence so they have to you know find some other way um and so then that's where we get the scene of uh John and Selena and then like Nyla and Angela are all doing surveillance uh on Harbin in plain clothes and this also kind of reminded me of PD because like they like had like a you know like running scene or like yeah chase scene um but they did they failed to uh catch their suspect so um yeah kind of reminded me of the first episode uh that we saw Lasethan on PD because yeah. was it like she she didn't hit the guy that she that she was trying to catch but like he got hit by a truck or something right I think so and she was like I mean John literally pulled her back from like yeah by a garbage <laughs> truck I was like yeah this is freaky yeah yeah so just like yeah so that you know obviously his day is like it just keeps going like downhill um, no one <laughs> yeah yeah and um later John's telling Selena about like you know the blue page and like writing the report and everything and like what you know like what's gonna happen next essentially and she's like well okay like are they gonna wash me out because of this and he's like well it's a possibility but her failure is more so on him um and like Selena's still concerned like about the case and she's like well I think you know Jill is still alive um and she's like so like she's so confident in that and then but then John's kind of like trying to give her like a reality check I guess in a way because he's like policing is all about you know like hard um hard one knowledge and not like you know auras and you know like feelings and you know just like instant reactions um but she like pushes back which I liked because it's like it just shows that like I don't know it just shows a different perspective and obviously like goes along with their storyline well of like her like you know they don't exactly jive yet like Selena and John like working together um because she's like okay well you're like being a traditionalist but you're leaving out like the dark side of all the tradition um but John says that she first has to learn the fundamentals and they have to know where to draw the line between a dark aura and outright prejudice um so they kind of they kind of ended that day like that whole entire day like ended on a bad note like that sucked um but the next time we see them selena's apologizing for like the day before 
Um, and John's like, like accepts her apology and is like, you know, if you have ideas, like tell me. Um, and then she's like, well, I had this dream and he like almost wants to backtrack and he's like, nope, I said, tell me, so tell me. Um, and so she uh, tells him about this dream that she had uh, last night after doing a deep dive on Tyler. And she had a dream about like a night washed up on a beach and thought maybe like Jill's being kept on a beach or like near a beach. Um, and she was looking through Tyler's work history and like maybe his jobs in like construction or landscaping would give him a place to like hide out or like to hide Jill. Um, and then, so they're like kind of looking through the history um, and the like company worked for was like a Royal hand construction and then like the streets like beachville canyon so it's like technically selena was right <laughs> again so like score two for selena sort of and zero for john i'm kind of surprised that she could do all of that like in her first day basically like i also didn't think that they could do that at home like that they could like tap into the like police records and stuff at home on their personal computers i feel like that's like a huge not like i guess violation but just like a big no-no i mean they got linkedin <laughs> maybe true. she just did that like yeah. i don't know true. you know because like social true. media is like well unless you have like private profiles usually things like that are public yeah i mean knowledge yeah, that's true yeah it's but not then like she... the like how she got like work like it sounded like she got like a work order like where he did the thing yeah and then so like the maps are like location exactly i don't really know i don't know but she's scrappy so yeah mm-hmm. yeah um so they end up going to like the um well what kind of looked like an abandoned property um and they find well i thought it was odd that john was like who we think is jill like so it's not like officially confirmed that it's jill but who appears to be jill like alive but obviously hurt um and it gave me just like major like 210 vibes when john and nyla were going to search the abandoned la zoo i want to say was what that was and like you know finding the girl like alive but you know hurt like just all the like all the random things like callbacks and probably unintentional that was but it just get I was just like oh okay yeah just weird um and so like Selena's staying with Jill for a second um and John's like calling it in and like searching the rest of the um property selena actually spots tyler and like takes off after him without no one for backup so she's like going out there alone um and i just thought it was like not funny but just like why john was like calling for her when he was like two steps away from the room that she was originally in i don't understand because it's like dude just like finish walking and then you'll see (laughs) that she's not there like i don't know it was just weird because i was like obviously you know she's gone if she's not answering you yeah and then like he kept calling her and i was like oh let me like if i was sorry let me just like stop in the middle of the forest 
and answer your radio call and lose the suspects like I don't know I was just like okay I get it you need to keep calling for her but also she's not going to answer when she's in the middle of running so yeah yeah um so yes obviously she's in pursuit um she and Tyler get into like a major fight um she like holds her own and um you know like tries to keep fighting like gotta give her props for that um it was looking grim at the end though because like hands were around her throat like she was you know like it was not looking good um but you know John to the rescue yay whatever like I don't know I just kind of wanted to leave <laughs> that sounded bad I mean it was good like I'm glad obviously that he was there but it's just like yeah. I kind of just I like I wanted Selena to just like you know like just like have that win I guess yeah. but also like major props to Lasseth because oh my god that looked oh, intense. yeah granted yeah. I'm sure that like she had a stunt double doing some of it but yeah yeah, that was intense. And on her like second day, <laughs> oh Selena. But I mean, like John also had a rough first day as a TO. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um. So John managed to like tackle the guy and arrest him, which was good. Um. And Selena's okay. Like she's a little beaten up, obviously, but she's okay. Um. And like towards the end of the episode for them anyway um she you know tells john well john had like i guess pulled her like full file and like read up about her uh sister but you know selena just like acknowledges that um that her sister went missing and like she was supposed to be watching her um and she still like kind of carries that with her and it like informs her future and like now that john's like aware of that he kind of like is rethinking how selena does things um which i thought was like a good like you know because they ended on a better note than like how they started yeah um whereas like nolan and gray kind of ended on like the same note that they started on which was like funny but also like not helpful really because like, yeah literally gray's metaphor like before he went and talked before john like actually like went and talked to selena he was just like compa- like you know having this metaphor about like you know horses but he literally is like i'm sure it wasn't meant to be funny but he just like basically called nolan like the old horse and i was like okay like yeah we get it he's the you know like the old you know the oldest rookie that did it but it was just I was just like I cracked up at that because I was just like you <laughs> seriously just like implied that he's like the old horse and Selena's like the new yeah um, the new one has to be you know like trained and I'm just I don't know it was just it was kind of just like awkwardly funny yeah but um do you know of another PD parallel that I thought of the rookie what i really don't want to be this person that compares all the time but like listen i saw some parallels um when john and her were talking about like her possibly washing out you know how like in uh vanessa's first episode like we learned more about her history like her backstory with the foster homes and like all of that or was that not the third episode that might have been 
No, sorry. Like, yeah. Um, and like Haley was standing there and you know, it's like, do you need a place to stay? Like the way that Lisette had her head turned, like, I don't know, it was just both of like those moments where she was like talking to her kind of TO. I guess you could kind of call Haley that, like she was her mentor mainly. Um, but like the way that she was like sitting there listening to them, like interacting with them, it was so like just the parallels i was like wow like i mean kudos to what's up but yeah it was yeah well and she had the same hairstyle yeah yeah obviously so but yeah no the way that she was just kind of like so i'm done pretty much like you know they're i'm getting washed out like even the storylines were kind of similar as far as like she's messed up she's like she's gone she's gone from the program but yeah I don't know. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, so then next we have Tim and Aaron. And so Aaron is writing as Tim's aide and he's graduated to a P2. Um, but, you know, when Lucy's back, he's ready to step aside and give Lucy the position back. Which, like, Aaron, are you a Chen for a chipper? Like, secretly? Because welcome to the dark side. Welcome. <laughs> We've been waiting for you. <laughs> um and Aaron catches the last part of Lucy's sentence when she's like you know Tim has said that you're doing a great job and Aaron's surprised he's like wait really he said that and Lucy's like oh no I added that part but like you must be doing a great job because Tim hasn't replaced you um and so Lucy's like no you should stick to writing with him like you know I could do some quiet time and think about my future and I mean at this point Lucy was just kind of like something was off about her and then like her and Tim had like an angsty stare across the room and you had mentioned story of us on Twitter and now I cannot (laughs) stop thinking about that and someone made a full edit to that song yeah there have been a couple that have like come out so and I just can't stop thinking about it so thank you that is yeah cannot however you say it definitely a Chunford song now like before I was trying to make it a Chunford song but it couldn't and now it definitely is so (laughs) yeah we should definitely I should see if I should go back to our Taylor Swift thread and add that one (laughs) please oh my god we have to we have to oh my gosh I feel like we should just probably update that or see if we should update it more because I feel like it's possible that we probably could um (laughs) Yeah, so then we get Bradson driving together and Aaron's on his phone and, you know, just kind of out of it. Tim's obviously not so happy. Um, and he basically says, like, there's no personal life talk, like, in the shop. So Aaron's like, oh, I understand, but, you know, this is something that's really personal and could affect my career. And basically he's getting blackmailed. Um, and Aaron's like, you know, I sent a shirtless photo, nothing like X-rated to a girl on a dating app. And it turns out that he was catfished um, by some guy and, you know, like the the kid like black man or photoshopped a picture of him. Um, and we don't actually see the photo, but Tim's reaction was pretty great. So after responding to John and Selena's traffic stop, Aaron's catfish messages back and, you know, says that he wants a PS5 dropped off or he's going to release the picture um so the drop is at the apartment at the kid's apartment and tim's like well he's dumb because but we're gonna pick up a ps5 ps5 on the way and aaron's like i thought that we weren't supposed to negotiate with the terrorist and tim's like he's not a terrorist he's a kid um well they don't know that at this point but and tim's like 
he's an idiot. But if we arrest him, that photo will be evidence and everyone at the station will see it. Oh, Timothy, what you did not know would happen in the future. Oh, Timothy. Timothy, Timothy, Timothy. (laughs) So then Aaron, like, flexes that he has a gaming connect in K-Town. And Tim's like, I'm not even surprised by that. So they go to the catfisher's apartment. And instead of leaving, like, the guy, like, requests after they drop the PS5 off, they stay and he opens the door. And at first, like, they don't state who they are. But Aaron's like, screw it. You're blackmailing me. And Tim's like, I could charge you with a felony. And the catfisher, who's, like, a teenager, said that he wasn't really going to release the photo. He just wanted the PS5 and his mom, like, wouldn't get him on. And so then Aaron's like, oh, well, we should get her out here. Like, she deserves, you know, to know what's going on. Aaron has quickly become one of my favorite people. I mean, he was one of my favorite people before. But, like, his lines, I'm just so glad that they made him a regular i'm so glad so then um you know brad's bradson's like oh well we should get the mom out or you delete the photo and that's exactly what he does and aaron's like and delete the dating app too because you shouldn't be catfishing anyone so the kid like goes to pick up the ps5 and tim's like no bad behavior does not get an award and if you do anything like that again like i'll make sure that your phone and laptop are collected as evidence and I don't know when Tim was like bad behavior does not deserve a reward or whatever. I felt like he was like, I don't know, talking to a little kid like that had done something really bad. Yeah. Um, And the kid's like, well, you suck. And he leaves. So then Aaron's like, are we taking it back? And Tim's like, no, I'm taking it home. These things are hard to find. And I just need like a Aaron and Tim game night. Like, please. Yeah. Right now. The girls can, like, have a girls' night. And Tim, Wesley, and Aaron, and James can all do, I don't know, video games or something. So John's not invited. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I mean, he could be. I don't know. I, he would, you know what? He would probably be the one that, like, beats all of them at some video game. Honestly, yeah, because they probably would be like, oh, there's no way. I'm sure he wouldn't yeah. even know, like, what, yeah. what the hell a PS5 is. And then he just, like, crushes but, them all. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, you could see it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, <laughs> That is totally my bad. I did not mean to leave him out like that. Um, no, I just thought it was funny. Because, like, <laughs> I mean, it would just, I mean, it would just be funny. Like yeah, if that did, like if they you know like just happen to leave like somebody out. How can, wait then? How can we leave out Gray? That's true. Gray okay. can come. He wouldn't want to come though. He'd be like, no. I would rather do anything else. He would think that it was so stupid. <laughs> yeah, that or we get Gray and Nolan like hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Although I don't even know if either of them would be like down for that though. No. Like, no, I not after be- the days that they had. Yeah. Like, well, but maybe see, because they're com- they coming around like to a good place, and then just like shit hit the fan in this episode, <laughs> so yeah. they kind of left off on like a slightly awkward note. But, Which I'm sure that they'll be fine, but yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. Gray likes to haze John Nolan, and honestly, like, I don't know. I kind of like it, so <laughs> in in a lovingly way. I, I like John Nolan. So um 
yeah so then like they're driving more and tim's like how long has it been since we've heard chen on the radio and tim calls dispatch for a security check on her um and it's been two hours since dispatch has heard from her and tim's like yeah we're gonna talk about that later but give me the address like her her last zone which protective bradford bradford mode activates I apparently cannot talk. All right. So they get to her location. Tim calls her name and like she hears his voice. And so apparently it's not as like heavy duty or like sturdy or whatever as like the barrel. Um, But as soon as she gets out, she tells them about a possible lead on Roslyn. And she thinks that one of them in the message board is Roslyn, which, okay. As I was rewatching it for a minute, I was like, that guy knew that she was in there, of course. But, like, did he see her enter? Like, I don't know. I just thought it was odd how it was, like, he went by and, like, specifically shut that door and made sure that it was shut. I was like, that's kind of weird, but I don't think it leads to anything. Um, so then, you know, everyone's gathering around the bullpen, like, when they get back, laughing, and Smithy's at the front and center. Like, because why wouldn't he? And he's holding up an officer cupcake poster. I keep wanting to say cupcake. And I'm like, it's definitely not cupcake. It's cupcake. Nope. And it's it's a poster with a shirtless and muscular Tim on it. And Aaron's like, yeah, we need to go visit our catfish again. Because clearly he's still up to something. Yep. And... I don't know. I just loved that, like, Smitty was holding it. Like, Smitty has been busy in the rookie universe. Like, he was in last week's episode of Feds, Mm -hmm. obviously in the rookie. The first episode of Feds, I was like, the dude is busy. He's booked and busy. So then, Branson's, like, talking to the catfisher at the end of the episode, and Tim's like, you know, I filled out all this paperwork, and I can charge you with a felony, and I'll file it that day unless you start using, using your skills to help people. And he mentions that their friend at the community center needs someone to help teach a computer literacy class at the community for the community. Um, And so they're like, you know, if you keep your nose clean and show up twice a week, you know, I'll forget about the paperwork. Otherwise Tim has 18 months to file it. And so Tim uh, says that Aaron was the one who urged him to give the kid a second chance. So ultimately the catfisher takes the deal. Um, and yeah that's that on that storyline but i liked tim and aaron working together yeah i did too i just want to know how the catfisher got like a picture well at least a picture of tim's face because it looked like his face was just like attached yeah the body yeah his face was definitely photoshopped I just don't understand. Like, it just came out of nowhere. Like, I just yeah. wasn't expecting it. Like, the cop cake. That is hard to say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like a tongue twister. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it would be po- not possible, but I don't think it would be, like, canon or anything that, like, Aaron would have a picture of, like, all of his cop friends on his dating app profile. And also, like, I feel like you had that. No. Like, that would yeah. be... I mean, I would be swiping left. Um, <laughs> I love Aaron Thorson, but like, no, at yeah. least not in all their uniforms. Yeah. Like, I don't, it just doesn't, like, I'm just, 
I don't know. I mean, it was hilarious. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, but I just like it was kind of odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was kind of odd. So, and then just like, why, why a cupcake? I know. <laughs> like, is that just like you know the the theme? Like, well, I think because it's easy to rhyme with cop, but I don't know. I feel like okay. there's other things. But like, was it M that tweeted like? does it ever drive you crazy how fast the night changes? And it was like yeah. the the TikTok of Eric with the cupcake dusted and yep. yeah, it was like, wow, that came full circle. And, that, <laughs> and there's cupcake, the alligator. Yeah. And just, I mean, cause like last week, I think it was, it was like the rookie and the rookie feds, like both had like burritos yeah and so just like these random like themes just keep like popping up it's just bizarre so who's gonna have a cupcake this week and rookie feds is it brendan after he possibly gets beaten up (laughs) oh i don't want to think about that i can't believe that i just said that i don't i don't want to think about that no i mean he'll be fine but like he deserved a cupcake after like one oh what are we talking about one oh two yeah <laughs> yeah he deserved yeah. a cupcake after that episode yeah but yeah anyway so, that's the end of Aaron and Tim and then we have Lucy um so she comes home from UC school and Tamara and Chris are throwing her a party but Tamara has to leave otherwise she'll be late for school and she like leaves her like a mustache on and lucy's like trying to stop her and she's like oh well so chris is happy that she's home you know he's fine and he's like typing still a little hard but it'll be fine and so then he says that he actually found an online group that's hunting roslyn called the diehards yeah because that can't go wrong in a million ways um yeah so then they like he was skeptical of it first and they showed him like research their research and he was like you know it is pretty impressive so he says that they scour message boards social posts for tips and then they like put all of them into an encrypted pdf called the mother doc and um chris wants lucy to look into it and lucy's like i don't know like i'm a patrol cop and also, this isn't healthy to, like, be fixating on this. Yeah, well, like, that was my first thought, too. I was like, why is he asking her? Like, Yeah. It was this point where I was like, Chris, like, you do realize that you're asking her to, like, dive more into Rosalind. Like, do you not realize the trauma that she has? Yeah, it was, like, sharing. Yeah. It was, like, sharing trauma. I mean, if it's, like, helpful... Sure, but I just don't think it was like helpful for either no. of them to be doing that. Well, and I also don't didn't like how he, like he didn't corner her obviously, but like just the way that he asked her, it was like she literally took two steps in the door and had five minutes of being home from UC school, and he's like, "Hey, can you do this for me?" I was like, "What? No, you've waited a month. You can wait another like few hours or a day or whatever." Yeah, it was at that point where I was like, okay, Chris, like, you're being a little suspicious right now. Um, So then Lucy, like, calls Wesley. Well, and even that, like, kind of throws her off. Because, like, that's when, you know, she gets um, a congratulatory, like, clap or whatever at work. And, you know, you can kind of tell that she's, like, not herself. Um, 
I mean, even like when she got home, she seemed kind of odd, which a lot of people picked up on. So, yeah. Um. So then, like Lucy's driving, she calls Wesley, and they have a fun little conversation. I honestly just love how everyone is like BFFs in the show. Mm-hmm. Like Tim's like, you know, we have a friend that runs the community center. Lucy and Lucy and Wesley are but like friends. I just love it. Um. But then, like, he asks how UC school was, and she's like, you know, how is it working for the enemy? And she asks about how Chris is doing, and so, like, then she brings up the online community. And Wesley's like, yeah, I'll keep an eye on him. So, um, but then he also tells her to give him time to process it, because they've both been where he is, um, and he'll get through it. So... Lucy like gets off the phone and you know everything's like fine ish we know that Wesley's gonna talk to Chris so then Lucy's driving when she sees a man um go into a building by himself and like kind of enter in through a side ish door so she calls over the radio and she's gonna go check it out for squatters um and Lucy doesn't see any but then like she enters another part of the building and kind of sees like some wallets or something and then that's when the man like closes the door um so then lucy gets tries to get a hold of dispatch but nothing's going through because radios are down or her radio is down at least um and so like so she's talking herself down from like freaking out she's like you know there's nothing that i can do they're gonna do a check on me and you know but in the meantime i'll read the mother doc that chris gave her so um then we like kind of go over to the DA's office and we see that Wesley stops by Chris's office and you know just to like see how he's doing and Chris automatically puts the pieces together and is like you talk to Lucy and Wesley relates to Chris and what you know Chris is wanting but like he he also brings up the stabbing there were seriously a lot of callbacks in this episode Mm -hmm. um and Wesley just reminds Chris that, like, he is a community of people who understand what he's, what he's been through, which is, like, him and Lucy. Um, so then we go back to Lucy. She's reading and looking at the smiley face on the door, kind of processing everything. And, you know, she's kind of using the smiley face on the door to kind of, like, work through things and, like, kind of, I don't know, just talk them out. So when she comes across something from tr- user truthhunter184... Uh, that says don't give Rosalind the satisfaction she eats her victim's pain like a five-star meal you'd be playing right into her hands um Lucy's kind of like racking her brain she's like I've heard that before where have I heard that from and she remembers that Rosalind had said that to Nolan so then we go later in the episode Chris and Lucy go over to the FBI building and meet with Garza and Laura um, and they ask Chris like about you know the user and he's he shares what he knows about him which isn't much but like he knows that he lives in Atlanta and so then they share what's actually going on that they like tracked Rosalind's IP address or the IP address for the user and it actually goes to Seattle um, which is kind of where Rosalind is too so Lucy shares what she saw the user write and how Rosalind said the same thing to Nolan and Chris, like, freaks out. You know, he's like, oh, I told her things about myself and the investigation. And he's he asks immediately, like, what the next steps are. So the FBI is going to get involved. They'll keep Lucy and Chris in the loop. Um, and then at the end of the episode, we saw that Lucy gets an invite to go to Seattle with Garza and Laura. Um, and she's all in to go. So 
we see Lucy like get out of a car with Laura um, and the rest of the team. Um, and the agent with the Seattle Bureau briefs them on what they know about the house. And, you know, he says that the owners haven't been seen in a week, but their car is still there. And like when they call the house phone, they can hear it ringing inside, but no one ever answers. So they wa- they bust into the home and find two dead bodies with writing on the wall in blood saying better luck next time. And it pans on Lucy, which like people were pointing out that the TIM in time was bolded, like darker. And it was like gonna be a call out to Tim. And I was like, I really? don't know. I could to miss it. that. I could see it, but like I don't know. I mean it's not like there's an like writing in blood is like an art for like I don't really no. think she's gonna be that ridiculous in like that way. But I also wouldn't put it past her, so <laughs> I suppose. I don't know. Like ugh. It was just, I hate, I hate, like, things like that. So I wasn't really looking all that closely yeah. at it. I was just like, okay, there's blood on the wall. That's okay. Yeah. Mm-mm. But I was so here for Lucy and Laura scenes. Oh, my God. I was yes. just like, oh, my God. This episode gave me everything I could well, have ever wanted. And, like, Lucy getting out of the car in, like, all black gear with, like, the FBI vest and the little earpiece. I was like, this is a look. If she doesn't go undercover, if she doesn't want to do that anymore, she could go over to the FBI. I would be totally fine with that. Well, but then she and Tim would be split up. I know. But, like, maybe that would give us, well, I was going to say, maybe that would give us, like, more scenes of them at home. But not really if they're, like, (laughs) on separate shows. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what the rookie universe is going to do? Because we've had like a little like crossovers every episode, it seems like. So who knows? But yeah. So that's it for the episode. We do have some listener thoughts. Do you want to take us through the first one? Uh, Yeah. So Ricarda said, I don't mind that there wasn't uh, much Tenford content. I have to recover from the last few episodes. Tim and Lucy need some time apart to find out what they want to do with the feelings they have for each other. Their exchanged looks in the precinct say everything. Their end game. Yes. Yeah. Um, Kim had said, love the show. It's actors, showrunner. It's the actors, writers, and showrunners on and on that make it so great. Um as a fan, I think I'm missing the original chemistry from the first few seasons. Maybe it's just that there are so many great characters, you can't get enough of them in one episode. I did see some people saying, like, there was, you know, like, a lack of balance, or it seemed like it was heavy on the Nolan stuff tonight, which I get, but I think we were also just spoiled by the first two episodes being, like, so heavily on the ensemble cast that it was like, oh, like, we're gonna keep getting this, and then yeah. episode three they were like wait this is like the main character is john nolan and i think him being a to now like we will get to, we will be seeing more of that but yeah yeah i mean like i didn't really mind it like just yeah. because i mean maybe it's just because i like Lissac so much so yeah. i was just like you know i'll like i'll take that um yeah. but just like i don't know it's just like you know we get to see john in like a new role and so it's like kind of refreshing like it's not the same old thing yeah because like I was gonna say like we hadn't seen 
Bailey like last episode you know so it's just like you know they're like was it so it wasn't the same old same old for John Nolan but and I I do like how they're like balancing it kind of switching it up like it's so much better yeah so yeah yeah um Paige had said my Chenford heart loves the angst I'm worried about them because I feel like Rosalind is totally going to try something on Tim she loves Selena and she thinks she's going to give Nolan uh quite the run for his TO money and Paige loved the Wesley and Lucy chat and something is definitely up with Chris okay so lots of like suspicion yeah it sounds like People are still thinking that Chris is like either working with Roslyn or just like the bad guy. I don't see it. I don't see it. I just think that he's possibly that clueless to like tell a stranger on the internet things about himself and like not really think about the trauma that Lucy has went through and is thinking more like, hey, can you look into this so that I can like help solve it or whatever? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I I don't think he's bad. I just think he's like that clueless. Also, yeah. like the kiss on her hand. I was like, dude, she's away for a month. Like, do something else. I don't know. I don't, have we ever seen them? Oh God, wait. Didn't we already talk about this on a on a different podcast episode? Have we ever seen like Chris and Lucy kiss, and then like Tim and Ashley? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think. Wow. So. Honestly, I am okay with it though because I mean, after, yeah, like, I after seeing the Chenford kiss, I'm like, no, I don't want to see anything else happen unless it's that. Yeah, that's just kind of funny. Well, like um, we were supposed to have that bed scene with them, but like mm-hmm, didn't. that didn't happen. Yeah, which like um, call back to last season when they cut out the whole like J.C. Penney's catalog scene. Rude. Yeah. And then, like, gave us all those promo photos for it. Like, at least we only got one promo photo for this one. I know, but I was so wanting to know why Chris just looked... Like, they both just looked so just, like, the emoji with, like, the straight line across the mouth. Like, yeah. that was, like, the both of them. Like, literally, there was no, like, happy emotion <laughs> in that photo. I'm kind of holding out hope that it happens next episode. And they just like mislabeled it, but I don't think it will. I don't <laughs> yeah, think so. I don't know. I mean, just like, I don't know. I mean, I can like understand like why Chris is having a hard time and like why he wanted, you know, like to reach out to people just because he, you know, because like Lucy wasn't there. And so, yeah. like, but it's, I'm not saying it, definitely not saying that that's, you know, on Lucy or anything. Because like, I still feel like <laughs> there are like better ways to, deal with trauma yeah um but then again I'm like wondering if like he's kind of he doesn't really want to deal with the trauma yet and so he's like not ready to so maybe he's like kind of like pushing that aside and then making it about like solving something so he can like get an answer because like you can't really I mean you can have like you know maybe some type of closure or like acceptance or like make peace with things that have happened but like you can't like get like there's no like well not always but sometimes there's not a definitive answer you know for things like that like why traumatic things happen I don't know I'm just I'm kind of I'm kind of worried about Chris I kind of I hope he's like not gonna like 
you, like, I don't know. Just, yeah, I hope, I hope he's going to be okay. Like, I don't want him to, like, spiral, but I'm also, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know, not to, like, diminish his trauma or anything, but I'm also, like, I don't know like he's not as close to Roslyn as like Lucy was and I don't think he like fully understands like just how much she went through yeah well and it's like I don't really know if they like I don't really think they would need a scene you know of like Lucy and Chris like trying to work through their trauma together like that would be no but it's just it's just kind of like not odd but just it like I don't well maybe odd is the word that like both of them have been affected by the same person yeah such a traumatic way like yeah well and like he's watched like the barrel video and stuff but like he doesn't know all of what happened before I mean granted like she had a lot more interaction with Caleb but still yeah and I mean we don't even know what all truly happened between him and Rosalind like we just saw him with his yeah. wrist slash so you know I mean she could have like tortured him probably now but like I don't know I just feel like he's spiraling out which like he should I mean he's been through a traumatic thing but I'm also like dude like realize who you're talking to I mean I don't know I just I don't know I like I said I think he's that like dumb enough to literally ask her the minute that she walked in the door like hey can you look into this and I'm like dude what she's been through a lot and like she's got a lot that she still has to work through so yeah I mean maybe I guess maybe he was just probably well I don't maybe he couldn't call her like about it for whatever reason well like he had told Wesley like that's why he didn't want to tell her when she was in UC school because he knew that like she would spiral over it but yeah I don't know so I mean I guess that was like I mean that was considerate of him yeah I just I don't know like it's just if I think too much about it I just like I am worried for the both of them and the state of their relationship yeah yeah same so um so gail said she loved nyla being back at it and teaming up with angela same nyla and angela bffera is upon us big time and we found out nyla's new baby's name yeah leah Mm -hmm. leah and lila that's cute oh that is cute i didn't even think oh yeah I wonder if like well did you watch it with closed captions so like do you know if like Leah's with a like H at the end or just with an A? I watched it with closed captions on my second rewatch but I had the screen smaller so they it doesn't really show. Well because like I had like tweeted and I put like the H in parentheses because I'm like gosh darn it I don't know if it's like you know. That's better than me I was just like typing out like it normally is so. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but just I want to know. Yeah, no, I'll I'll have to watch it again and let you know. So thank you, I appreciate <laughs> it. I just like to know these things because, like, you know, there are so many like names that like yeah on these shows. Like, you just you watch it and it's like hard to keep up sometimes when you're live tweeting, and then you like just go back and re- I don't know. Just maybe that's I mean, just a neat thing. I mean, I, I just, still spell know. Lila wrong. I think. <laughs> 
But that's only because I know someone who has a daughter named Lila too, and she spells it a different way. Okay. So I just spell it that way. Yeah. But yeah. I've seen it on another show where it's L Y. Yeah. But then I see other people in the fandom say like L L I L A. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then I just think like Nyla is spelled like mm-hmm. N-Y. So then I'm thinking L-Y. Yeah. Nyla. Okay. Thinking too much again. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Okay. <laughs> Valerie had said, uh, I thought Selena was a bit much and a little over the top. It made for an, for an off-balance dynamic. It may take me several up, several episodes to get used to her. I mean, it's different. Yeah. I think, didn't they say, like, Lissaf will guest star in several episodes? So yeah. maybe maybe she'll she'll grow on you, Valerie. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was definitely different. Yeah. I do like how they, they've stuck to the theme of, like, <laughs> each rookie has something of their own that they, like, live on. Like, yeah uh selena's is like her instinct and intuition aaron's is like his desire to give people like second chances or whatever like they all have their own different um ways of like going about being a cop and i like how the rookie has really leaned into that so yeah Yeah. um bonnie had said too much nolan for my liking it felt really unbalanced compared to the last week and the premiere she said, I'm also still bothered but that no one has really talked to Lucy to ask how she's doing with the Tim stuff, the Rosalind stuff, and Chris. I mean, I know Aaron was preoccupied, but he still could have taken a couple minutes to talk to Lucy. Tim was the only one that noticed she hadn't checked in. That doesn't sit right. Great Chenford moment, though. Officer Copcake was hilarious, as was Smitty putting the posters up in the station. And she felt bad for Chris, but he had no clue about the chat room. Um... But this is why you're careful on the internet. And she also said, I loved that Lucy got to go to Seattle with Garza on the FBI team. She deserves to be recognized, and that's one way to do it. She and Laura would make a great pair. She and Laura would make a great pair. Like, we need to see more of them. I adore them. I have no more. I have no more manifestations because I can't think of anything else. I've already gotten my <laughs> due <laughs> favorite. Well, okay, like Brunson's not even like a legit thing. Although the rookie feds did post that one. I um, think the I like, think the rookie feds is shippers of them. Yeah. Yeah. So and it just oh my god, I just can't. Like they just got so much. Like so yeah, I'm I totally want more. Um like I almost said Melissa and Laura. That's wrong. Um like <laughs> I also want more scenes and content with them. So yeah. yeah um yeah definitely but like regarding like no one talking to lucy about like the tim stuff Rosalind, i don't know i feel like no one else besides angela really like knows about the tim stuff right and i like, mean i'm sure that everyone knows that they went undercover but like not the kids no. and all that no i, I mean think, i mean aside from like well, no, because Tamara wouldn't know about the undercover. Like, well, the airplane. <laughs> let me specify the airplane undercover yeah. kiss. Yeah, but uh, wouldn't you think that Lucy would tell her? I guess yeah. not. Not if she went off to UC Maybe. school and just didn't even know. think about it. 
I don't know. I don't know. I would think if anyone would talk to her, it would be Tamara. Yeah. Like, we haven't seen Tamara enough to know. So, yeah. I don't know. And, like, the Rosalind stuff, yeah, I mean, anyone at that point could talk to her. Yeah. And same with Chris, but, like, all the Chris mm-hmm. stuff. But, yeah, Tim's stuff, I think, only Angela knows. And I, it wouldn't be out of character, like, weird for Angela to ask her. But we don't yeah. see them talk a whole lot anyway to where... Like, if we did get that, I would feel like it was kind of forced in a way. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I mean, I did feel bad for her, like, when Aaron was, like, you know, so preoccupied with his phone. But then he did it to Tim, too. So it's like, uh, but still, I mean, like, listen to Lucy Chen. Like, she yeah. has, you know, good things to say. Yeah. So. Like I get, I get, I get it. Yeah. Like, so. uh, oops, I went too far. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, blessed turtle said, uh, Selena has had only one episode, and I love, love, love her already. Her standoff with Nolan about the fundamentals of policing was just Chef's kiss. Now I see what the synopsis meant by unique challenge because wow. Yeah definitely um harper and lopez definitely needed more screen time but i'm so happy since we now know what uh nyla's uh new baby's name is yeah that was so cute i just let like mom moments um i love how angela was like i want to see a picture and also are you ready to start fighting crime again like (laughs) i i don't know i just loved them yeah um, Lucy's absence definitely had a negative effect on Chris's sanity, but at least it got at least it got them a lead on Rosalind, uh, fruitless as it was. Chris's obsession with finding Rosalind may cause a rift between him and Lucy, but I'm personally hoping I'm personally hoping for it to find out what Trenford would have done if he wasn't there. I think she meant or I think they meant for us to find out. Oh, what Shepard okay. would have done yeah gotcha this is I really need to like read these before we start recording it's fine um oh they also said um I'm very glad we didn't really get much Chenford angst this episode outside of some not so subtle looks in the bullpen uh seeing Tim worried once he realized she hadn't checked in for a while was pretty nice and about the ending, uh, it was a very nice setup of what's to come with Rosalind. Got some strong uh, Red John vibes from that bloody message she left behind for Lucy and the feds. Can't wait. Oh, that's, um, shoot, what the heck's that from? Is That's the mentalist, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, wait, I feel like I've heard <laughs> the Red John before. Yeah, I was like, wait, that took me a second. But I yeah. was like, is that the rookie? And I'm just not remembering it. Wow. Okay. And we covered the mentalist over hiatus. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. That's no, fine. It's been a little bit. But yeah. 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 It like, that's just kind of funny, though. It's like Fred John, like, you know, because like I automatically, when I was reading, I was like, what do they mean? Like, angry John Nolan? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's what I thought, too, because like in Friends, like, in one episode ross is like oh i'm gonna go red ross so i was just thinking like red john i don't know 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, because I think someone else, I want to say it might have been Emily from the rookie rewatch, but I could be wrong. That might have mentioned that, um, like, mentalist parallel yeah. as well. But someone else on Twitter said it. So, yeah, yeah. could see it. Um, Janine had said, our Chenford couple, why didn't we see Tim clap when while, while welcoming Lucy back? And the angst of the two as they peek, as they sneak looks at each other. I'm so nervous and excited for the next couple of episodes. I have faith that they will find their way back to each other. Uh, she also said that Chris and Tamara welcoming Lucy home was very thoughtful and cute. But really, Lucy got more PDA with a hug from Tamara than any from Chris. Yeah. Um, she said the rookie is not shy when it comes to kissing or hugging. So why haven't we seen Tim or Lucy be intimate with their love interests? They even cut the scene with Lucy and Chris in the bed. It's because the rookie knows that Chenford is endgame. <laughs> Honestly, they've had someone tweeting like there was a stretch, and there's still kind of is here and there. Like when someone just takes over the account and they just start dropping Chenford stuff, yeah. and then there's also like someone that just drops a bunch of Nolan stuff and like remember when the first when the premiere was gonna happen we're like wait give us back to John like because yeah. it was like all time yeah yeah. Uh, yeah so I don't know I think the rookie is secretly Chunford shippers but they don't really like keep that secret to themselves and the rookie feds is Brenton shippers and they are <laughs> full-fledged into it so yeah yeah um, and then she even said, I have to admit, Chris finding that support group just felt like he is trying to trying too hard. Lucy is so smart, and she discovered that clue that leads us knowing that Rosalind never really left. Um, and Janine said, I feel like all of this, like this was all Lucy, and no one's gonna take the credit for it. Yeah, I saw some people saying that too, of like, you know, oh, really? like Lucy should be the one to take down Rosalind. Because she's had more like trauma and um, you know things like going on with her more so than like Nolan and Nolan's like gonna get the commendation for it and yeah I mean I agree so um, Janine also said Angela and Harper teaming up is the greatest and then Selena love her um, and Janine said that she thinks she is the making for a great rookie Nolan certainly had a rough first case. Um, and she said, I think he has to stop overthinking. She said, he'll make a great T.O. And with Gray's mentorship, he will do good. Um, and then her last bullet is Officer Cotcake. The kid had balls to pick on Tim, too. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Yeah. Well, that's what Alora said, too. She was like, I have three words. Oh, yeah. Officer Cotcake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, because like, when I was trying to like avoid spoilers, I like like scrolled to do like one thing at the top of my twitter page real quick and yeah. then people were just like out of like or like no context or whatever and it was just like cupcake gifts and i was like oh my god the alligator is back that's literally my <laughs> first thought i was like what i was like oh no but nope that, <laughs> that was not it not even close it was just oh my god it was just so funny like unexpectedly hilarious yeah for sure um oh my god the spoilers like last week they started at like 2 p.m central time and i was like wait a minute 
when they don't they never start this early but like this week wasn't it like a few people were saying like oh this episode's like no big deal or whatever like it's kind well, of no, bad it was, like, or whatever people were like being like over dramatic and then there were other people that were like oh well don't listen to the people that are being over dramatic it's not that bad and i'm like oh okay like i don't know like i thought it was a fantastic episode yeah like i thought so too. i like top tier love it i have no like bad things to say about it other than i am worried for chris sanford yeah so yeah no i totally like stayed away from twitter yesterday so i did not see anything like usually like last week i was like avoiding it or trying to and then just like still on twitter just blocking myself like blocking (laughs) my screen um but yeah no i i had absolutely no qualms with this episode literally what i needed after last week so yeah i know i think we're just coming off like the one chicago like crushed our dreams and and hope literally souls stomped on my heart within like an hour and 10 minutes it's fine no big deal i don't have pain from that like literal tears yeah like i'm still reeling from it um no but like honestly i'm just i'm glad that like the rookie isn't necessarily a show like that i mean they've had their moments don't get me wrong but like 401 being one of them yeah but like i don't have to sit on the edge of my seat and worry yeah. about my favorites in this in this show and that mm-hmm. like i don't know i'm just really glad for it so yeah, yeah. It, it feels nice and it felt nice and refreshing to have selena introduced and lisette welcomed back because like on our other shows like we lost comfort characters and we lost some mm-hmm. of our favorites and so like to have lisette come back and selena like we lost characters but like we gained a new one this week in in a tv yeah. world and yeah so that's why the rookie needs to treat lisette with i don't know nothing but greatness so yeah yes, yes. but any other notes on the rookie nope i'm good i think we should just jump into rookie feds then yes which is another fantastic show and everyone needs to go watch it like we're going to keep talking about it so like you guys really should just go watch it unless you want to like fast forward through like an hour which hey i mean you could you could definitely yeah you do you but like listen i get i get that rookie feds could be a lot for some i get that it's a lot like in terms of the language and like the jargon but, yeah, but also so, like, like just the cast makes yeah. it so yes. great the cast the parents the characters like i'm literally i'm here for it so yeah. yeah um so like we did last week we're covering like one episode behind so today when you're listening to this which will be tuesday 103 is premiering tonight but like we're covering 102 um just like because it's little bit easier um but yeah that's kind of our schedule for right now it could change so we're gonna cover simone and her informant first with victor quincannon and um they're basically like finding an informant like they hand laura and carter hand them these big binders and they're called their coloring books yeah ridiculous amount of paper in there 
And this is after Brendan's, you know, kind of like reconsidering. And, you know, so then they're like, well, like this will be a piece of cake. But Laura and Carter are kind of against it. And so they're, because they asked like, oh, what's like the hardest task to do first? And they're like, well, finding an informant. So, you know, Laura and Carter are not for it. And Brendan and Laura, like, Brendan and Simone are like, yeah, but we'll work our charm. It'll be fine. So Carter and Simone, her Carter heard that Simone busted a pill dealer this morning, like on her way to work, and he asks yeah. if she can get him to inform him on his pill supplier. Simone's like, "No problem, I got this. Like, I'll charm him." Um, and so then they up the ante by starting a wager, which is fun. And so they head over to the LAPD Wilshire district, Wilshire district, where Smitty leads them to the interrogation room. And we get the psychotic line, and he's like, sometimes my aura intimidates people into silence. And Simone and Carter just look at each other, and Smithy's like, see? It worked. And, I mean, I'm just speechless after that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Smithy's just too much, so. Yeah. I just realized we got, like, an aura. Uh-huh. Again. Yeah. Wow. I can't. Like, I'm sure none of this is, like, intentional. Or if it is, bravo. But I just feel like where I'm like reaching on some of yeah. these, but I mean, it would be nice. So like good. the aura was mentioned like in the same week, like technically, yeah. I don't know. I consider it to be like the week after, but whatever. Um. So then, yeah, while interrogating the guy, Simone that Simone brought in, like Anton admits that he just snacks pills from the pharmacy, and Carter's like, "Yeah, well, you lost Simone because like he just admitted to not doing anything illegal." Um. Well not like not, not in a federal sense yeah yeah not not in a federal sense because he's stealing vicodin so like that's not good but yeah. um yeah so then anton's like well there is some shady stuff going down at my job and you know he agrees to wear a wire leading simone to earn the 20 dollars from carter so um anton or they brief anton on what he needs to do when he goes in there um but you know he's freaking out and wants to bail and Carter like talks him down and Simone's just like, you know, it's always best to deal and tell Simone that it's always best to deal with the facts. So he's got the 20 bucks back now. Yep. So then Anton goes in and, you know, ends up getting caught and, you know, like they bust some teeth out of him or whatever, or knock some teeth teeth loose. Simone and the team like bust into the sterilized OR and off the books plastic surgery is happening in there. The patient is Victor Quinn Cannon, who is number nine on the FBI's most wanted list. And Simone's proud that like they caught one of the mo- the world's most was most wanted criminals because of her CI. And we find out that like he runs one of the most violent weapon stealing operations in the world, and that his last reported reported sighting was in Luxembourg four years ago. So Elena comes in and, you know, she's like, well, the guy that you found isn't Quinn Cannon. It's Walter Krebs, who's an L.A. local and a farmer and a former postal worker. Um, and he has no criminal history. So, like, they kind of deduce that basically Quinn Cannon just wants a body double and he's paying people to get plastic surgery to look like him. So, Simone... Wasn't that, like, the rookie, like, four... No. I'm probably going to be wrong. I want to say it's 410, maybe, with, like, the prison a guy that escaped and like wanted a body double i feel like that was 410 maybe 4 
No, I think, yeah, it was 410. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like I remember that. So, pretty sure. um, and Simone's like questioning the guy who is a Quinn Cannon, who's the Quinn Cannon look like. And we find out that he went through a vicious divorce and wants to start dating again. So he posted some thirst trap photos on Clip Talk and like he gets DM'd by an, by an anonymous account talking about an opportunity. Um, and so, you know, that's why that kind of pays like the million dollars, the million bucks to be a body double for a prominent man. And then, um, like if he wanted the part, he had to get surgeries and that was appealing to him, but the money was more appealing than like anything. So when asked if he knew who the prominent man was and he's, you know, with that kind of money, like he didn't care who the guy was. Um, he just knew that he was going to be living in a mansion, taking Quinn Cannon's meetings, driving his luxury cars, etc. Um, and that's what sold him on it. And so the body double like had never met the real Quinn Cannon and was supposed to report for training after like his six surgeries to learn what to learn his mannerisms and stuff. Um, and he doesn't, ha- but he doesn't have an address. So like he just still has three more surgeries to go. So Carter and Simone let the team know that they like traced Krebs's wire payment to an offshore account that just so happens to pay the mortgage for a mansion a mansion in Laguna where the real Quinn Cannon is most likely living now. So the team busts into the mansion to find another Quinn Cannon devil who confesses that he's not the real guy. Um, but he looks a lot like him. Like that was the kind of confusing thing. Um, so then like he shows them his scars and Simone and Carter confirm the identity of this new body devil with Simone like bringing up how she used her charm on Anton to get the spot. Um, and Carter's like, no, that was my idea. And this is the final round of charm versus facts. And whoever gets him to flip wins. So they walk into the room, Quinn Cannon's and this Quinn Cannon body double number two confesses everything right away. Like they don't even have to pressure him because he's just laying it all out there. So then he explains that this new guy like didn't like how the OG Quinn Cannon was looking over his shoulder um, and everything. So he secretly hired Krebs to take his place. So Krebs was really supposed to be like this number two's body double it's kind of confusing. Yeah. like there was one main body double and then like a third one was hired so um but you know the new body double the body double number two says that he wants the deal first and the answers will come later so guards is like i've got the AUSA signed off on body double number two's deal and there's a house in miami for quinn cannon and we leave in 30 so They've got the second body double named Logan with them. Um, And it's because he spent two weeks at the Miami residence becoming him, but he was blindfolded getting there. So like all he really knows is that it's some big spot on the water. So Laura shares Quinn Cannon's profile and, you know, he's looking for like seclusion and control and Miami has a lot of that with the private islands. So Gars is like, you know, we just have to figure out which one before we land. Um, and then Brent, Brendan has a technique that will hopefully help them solve it, which is the sensory detail. Um, and so, like, basically, they blindfold Logan and then just, like, get him to, like, tell them where they went from the airport to the house, like, how they got there. Um, and hopefully it will give them some clues. So they pull up the possible location, show it to Logan. He thinks that that's it. And it turns out that it's owned by a shell corp. 
registered in Luxembourg, uh, which is where Clint Cannon was seen last. So the team ends up breaking into the place. They come across Andy and Mindy, um, or Andrew and Mindy, and who are just supposedly renting. Um, and they just moved in the IDs check out. Um, and so, you know, it looks like it was a bust. And Brendan's hard on himself about that, but Laura's like, no, it's clever. Um, and it's not on you that it didn't work out. So then Carter's questioning Andrew and Mindy, and someone's like getting pictures of the door just so that like they can, you know, get that fixed. Um, and Mindy's like, oh, so who's this Quinn Cannon? Um, and Carter's like, yeah, we can't discuss that. So they like Carter looks down at Andrew's shoes and he's like, you know, we'll get those fixed for you. Like we'll file, you know, uh, file it um, like a uh, form on that. And so Andrew's like, no, it's fine. Like I've got plenty of sneakers and that's what makes Carter suspicious. So he pulls Simone out and, you know, Carter's like, Andrew says he's from Chicago but you know he just or no yeah andrew said that he's from chicago but you know he's just said that he wears sneakers and carter's like i was born and raised in chicago and people don't say sneakers they say gym shoes and so carter says like what if quinn cannon changed his own appearance into andrew um and simone's like well i could check if you know he has surgery scars but that means that i have to go full simone and charm him and carter's like do it so they see the scars, a shootout ensues, and then Garza, Carter, and Simone end up surrounding Quinn Cannon and getting him. So on the way back to LA, Garza like can't wait to gloat about the case while Simone can't wait to check this off in her coloring book. Side note, I love how they call it the coloring book in the FBI. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was just fun. <laughs> yeah. So then she goes to give Carter the 20 bucks and he's like, you know, you he says that she closed the case too so like it's a draw for now i don't know i feel like after this episode i saw people saying that they could that they almost sensed something between carter and simone and i was kind (laughs) of like i don't know i just kind of see it as like i don't know friendly banter yeah like he's just like finally like there's like warming up to each other like in like working together and stuff yeah so but yeah, I. That's it for the Simone and her informant part of it. Yeah, um, and then, obviously, like Jennifer had mentioned, like, that, like you know, Simone and Brendan were like going to get their informants. So, I'll talk about well, Brendan and his informant, and everything else that happened <laughs> because of that. Because poor Brendan didn't really have, like, the best day either, really. Um, but, I mean, like Jennifer had mentioned, he'd, like, he, like, started out, like, even in, like, the, what the heck's it called? Where they were, where Simone was in the wedding dress and he was in the tuxedo or whatever, the cold open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he was already, like, his mind was already somewhere else because he was thinking about that, like, damn table read that he was gonna go to and so like he's already like having like doubts about being an agent but it was nice of Simone to like give him a pep talk and like I love their friendship 
um and just like because she was the one that was like you know like gotta make like big moves so that's like what kind of like prompted brendan to like push to do the cis um and i just liked how like i don't know just because like his confidence level was up because like he knew the perfect person to like turn into a ci so like he was like so i'll drive and then, like i liked laura's like little smile as like she walked out of the briefing room with him she was like okay like sure he's gonna drive um yeah. i thought it was nice um and so like as they're um driving um brendan tells her like that he, well the person he that he wants to make uh into an informant is uh joshua Mackey. he's a bellhop at the seabury hotel um and apparently it's also where like the cast of vampire cop used to party and um brendan's like surprised that laura's the one to like say this and um he had asked if she like did some like research on him and like she did to like build a profile um and so her like initial profile of him is that he plays um like roles or like has these characters that have like um qualities that like he's might like might be lacking um and so that's why he like is drawn to them and like I just liked that the uh like wow of Brendan's response was solely about like how wrong she was and not like about like that like her actual like profiling skill in and of itself like I don't know I just thought it was slick that they like made that differentiation like clear from the get-go for sure so um because he's like he had said that uh most actors don't get to choose their uh like their roles um and that ever since his first role he's uh been typecast typecast wow we both of us really (laughs) speak tonight we're having a time um and so they get like they get to the hotel um Joshua or like Brennan like calls him like Jay um and I just oh my god just their dialogue was just so funny because he's like you want to help us he's like mucho <laughs> he's like he was just so like he was so down and like ready to like help them out um and so like Brendan's like okay like you know okay so that's good like you know you can give us like the lowdown on you know shady stuff that goes on here and he's like okay yeah so like he's you know Brendan like gives him the card to like so he'll give them a call and I just thought it was so funny that like Laura was like do it for America and he's like I'm Canadian she said it so proudly too I was like oh Laura I love you had like that like uh like inflection or like tone that like like the actual like uh not like slogans but like you know that like because that used to be like a popular phrase and like she had that same like intonation behind it I just thought it was so funny yeah um and then obviously he was like cue Brendan he's like okay do it for the cash and he's like now we're talking like yeah um and I also just realized that was like another like well the first Canada reference is just like 
in Melissa and Kevin both being Canadian. Yes. Um, which I did not know. <laughs> uh, about Kevin anyway. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was funny how they got like another like Canadian like reference in there. Yeah. Speaking of that scene, oh my <laughs> god. I just like I had a moment. I'm still having a moment on this podcast. I was going to say, you're still having the moment. I am. <laughs> because, like, it's just, oh, my God. Like, I don't think anyone understands. Like, oh, my God. I just love it so much. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that scene. I don't even care if Lucy does end up printing out the selfie and sending it to Brendan. Like, I don't care. It was so good. Like, I just, everything about the scene was so good. Like, I have nothing else to say about it just because like they just had like oh my god it was they, good it was, it was just really so good. good and like god bless Kevin uh for releasing that scene like on his own twitter page like yes. the night before yeah the um like feds account did and also like i'm going to need either him or melissa to share the actual like selfie no like legit like, like please. please i have so many requests for content right now it's not even funny please <laughs> we please. need a L- melissa and lissette selfie we need yes. a selfie of melissa and eric in their undercover wardrobe yes we need the selfie of melissa and kevin yes and i just know that eric and Britt took one too so i just need that too oh my god yeah please. a like, selfie not- of all four of them that's oh it. my god i would literally like die and go to heaven oh my god that like I can't like not that I wasn't let me be clear not that I wasn't excited about like Melissa and Kevin having a scene but like I don't know what it is I was just like even more excited about like Eric and Britt having like a scene I don't know why it just was like just because like their character dynamics are like yeah similar but it's just like so funny because it's like you know another like tall and small thing but it's just like their characters are both like you know the like grumpy in the situation in less than a week you had a tim and laura scene Mm -hmm. and then or like an interaction and then you had a lucy and laura interaction yep in less than a week yeah love it here we love it here I just I don't know I just get so excited and just like they're just like actors that I never in a million years thought would yeah. ever work together ever so it's just so cool and yeah so I have let me just I mean I could go on but you guys can just go to my Twitter page <laughs> and see the rest of my you know like all caps mentally you're like, still there no, like I mentally am. you are did. still at that Brunson interaction it's Brunson and Shenford so interaction it was so good. Like, like when we were outlining this episode, I was like, "So you're basically taking the Brendan stuff because <laughs> it's only yes. right." <laughs> yes, I just like, oh my god, just it was just so good, and just like, you know, and like, dude, I don't know, because just like you know, Tim's like the sergeant, and like Laura's the like you know training agents, and like they get to talk, and like you know, so she can like, you know, give him the rundown of like what goes on which I kind of almost wanted to hear their conversation but yeah. it was fine because you know like Lucy and Brendan were like super cute and it was fun and just yeah. the simultaneous I'm so embarrassed yeah <laughs> it was just oh my god it was just everything like 
so good. People pointed out like the awkwardness between Chenford there and that scene, and I was like, I didn't see it. Like, yeah, I they, must have missed it. I don't know. They had like one look, or Lucy looked at him once, and I was like, that's it. I don't yeah, know. I don't, of course, I don't know about the timeline either. Cause like, yeah, I was assuming it was like, well, nope. I was going to say I thought it was like before the undercover stuff, but that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because Feds is involved with like the Roslyn thing. In some way, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So I was just so focused on like the time, like I was just like, hey, I don't even know about the timeline. Like, I don't even want to think of it, you know, like where Chenford fits in in terms of yeah. that. Um, I'm kind of afraid of what's going to happen to you. Like if Brenson was ever to like get together and then they like went out on a double date or something with Chenford. Like, I'm kind of afraid of what would happen to you. Oh, my God. I think I would literally, like, combust. <laughs> like, there'd be so many pretty people on the TV screen at one time. I would I would just be like, oh, my God. Okay. So, maybe not, like, a double date then. But, like, what about a hangout session with, like, the FBI team and the rookie team? I can't. It'd be so fun. It'd we need so that. Fun. Why didn't we put that on our wish list? We should. I don't know. Maybe just because, like, I literally, like, I mean, I thought I was, like, reaching with, like, the, you know, like, oh, maybe something can happen with, you know, like, Brendan and Laura or whatever. Like, they can be paired up. Like, you know, just, like, in a working way or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe more than that. But I'm just, like, oh, my God. I just, like, never thought that, like, Chenford would be. I mean, I knew, like, they were, like, going to cross over. But I just didn't know who they were going to interact with you know yeah like i don't know but the rookie feds account like put that caption or whatever like seeing double or a double date and i'm like excuse you (laughs) like what yeah and i didn't understand that and then i was like well maybe it's because like two of them are canadian but like i don't know and then at first Uh i was like well it's because brenson is like chenford like i don't know there were multiple ways to infer that i guess yeah yeah no it was so good um but anyway that was a long tangent I'm not (laughs) even going to apologize though because like like I said I don't really think anyone fully understand just oh my god just yeah actors that I never thought like would ever work together like actually share like shared a scene and I'm just oh my gosh honestly like if you've watched rookie feds like if you started watching episode one like yeah. people were shipping Brenson right then and there, like first episode. So honestly, like we're not even sorry for our love yeah. for them and like fangirling over these four. Yeah. So because it's like a well, what? How do people say it? Like gender swap, like Chenford is like Brenson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which yeah, I mean there are like similarities. I wouldn't say they're like exactly the same, but just you know there are like some right. similarities and yeah some parallels yeah but anyway back to the like the remainder of the section uh in the episode um and so like brendan like when they're in the briefing room i guess they call it um he got a text and like josh had said that he got something for them um and Laura's like well i wonder if this is gonna like you know beat out simone ci and then he's and brendan's like why you gotta harsh my mellow and she's like I don't know what that means and like as they're leaving though you like hear her say that and I just oh my god 
the way that, that she said that though mm-hmm. like her voice was like cracking yeah. and I was like oh my god I love them so much and it's literally only the second episode in, and I'm like yeah. give them to me right now <laughs> no it's so good I was just like oh they're just so oh my god just yeah so bravo to Kevin which I should also note <laughs> I've been saying his last name wrong <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. I love us. I love us. Yeah. (laughs) We're so unhinged sometimes. Yeah. It's Zegers. So um that's how you say his last name. And then so just wanted to put that out there too because I had apparently been saying it wrong. And yeah. But bravo to Kevin and Britt portraying these characters like they're just they're just so good and we just love them and like I mean like this episode like it just had like little like little moments like between their characters um and so like they get to the like back to the hotel and like Josh um spots a congressman with like a blonde haired woman and they're just like talking at I guess like the hotel bar or something and Laura's like okay well we can't like move on that yet because there's like no evidence of a federal crime um and but like Brendan like sees an envelope being exchanged and he's like okay well what about like you know money being transferred um and so he just like before Laura can even like blink I mean because she like takes a phone call or whatever like talks to Garza for a minute he's just like off and like questioning the blonde haired woman who apparently is actually the congressman's wife oops like (laughs) and Brendan like he just full on he like you know it's like I you know (laughs) agent acres from the FBI like he was so like professional but like it just backfired on him so much um because apparently uh the congressman and his wife like they like role play at the hotel uh yeah so brendan like royally screwed that one up and i mean so like while i don't blame garza for like getting angry i just felt so bad for uh brendan i know like getting yelled at like and i I loved how, like, they both had, like, walked in there and Garza was like, wow, I'm pissed or whatever. You know, yeah. like, I don't know. It just, but I felt bad. And, like, Brendan was just, like, such a sad little puppy dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just looks so sad. Just wanted to give him a hug. And but I thought it was, like, good of, like, Laura to, like, stand up for him and, like, try to take, like, the blame away. Cause she was like, Matt. Like, and then she, like, pointed to herself as if, like, you know, like, that's on me like it's not you know well it was the heart thing she yeah. was like gesturing to her heart yeah yeah um yeah I mean I get it. like yeah because like poor Garza he doesn't need any more stress in his life um but it just like I don't know it's just good that like she just yeah just like she you know stuck by him and like yeah um and then I guess like well it's like nighttime now um 
and like I don't know where the heck he's sitting like it's like a almost like a patio kind yeah. of like picnic table area um I feel like it's kind of where like Carter and Laura like had those fries or whatever when Brendan and Simone were talking in the oh, first maybe. episode yeah I don't know I don't know but anyway so he's so he's just like sit, he's just chilling by himself um and Laura like spots him as she's walking out and like decides to talk to him um and you know she was like are you okay and she's and he's like yeah no I'm fine and he's like no you're not like so she already is like calling him out um and is like well I reworked your profile um and so she's like, as she's like saying that, like this, she's like sits down and is like, you have this like, you know, desire to be wanted, to be like, you know, praised for like the things that you do. And like, he's chosen a job where they look at the failures more than they do the successes. And so like, essentially, like if he can't deal with it, then like he'll either quit or she'll have to fire him. And then there'll be a cautionary tale um, of yeah. the actor that couldn't hack it. Um in the FBI and I was like oh hi rookie parallel in dialogue yeah. like nice to see you um and just I don't know like there's just something about like I don't know if this was just like a Kevin thing just like how he just I don't know just like is or if it was like a you know way to like play it but just like Brendan still just had like a soft like look on his face like yeah. even as Laura was just like telling him this like you know like here's a heavy dose of reality for you yeah um and I think I feel like maybe Nikki was the one to say this or something on like Twitter at some point and she was like you know Laura just like drops this like truth bomb and then she's just like okay bye like so cheerily and like you know just the complete opposite of you know like how she just was Um, yeah and so but I mean she like she made some good points because it is like kind of you know she kind of just like laid everything out yeah Um, and so obviously Brendan has some things to think about um he I don't know like when the heck he was supposed to go to this table read like when because it's like isn't like the FBI like I didn't really know they get like days off or anything you know like I would think they would have like a day or two off but I would think that you would have to I don't like on call like how like nurses or like hospital people are well I wouldn't think that he would be able to choose this day for the table read like he's not so he would have to hope that it was his day off that or maybe like he went on like a lunch like Mm, on a or something i don't know the whole like rookie timeline even down to things like this is so confusing yeah and i don't think it has to be or unless we're just like all overthinking it (laughs) yeah i don't know yeah um so anyway so brendan does go to the table read um with I guess like Mr. Santiago is like the you know legendary director that he's always wanted to work with um and he like reads the scene um and like you know everyone claps and he like did a good job we hear like just a little portion of the scene Mm -hmm. um and he's like walking out talking to I guess like the like his like 
co-star that would be like if they decide to move forward with the project like in that um piece um he was like talking to her and then he's like oh i'm supposed to leave my script inside right and she's like yeah so he runs back inside um as he's like dropping his script off he like hears um ross the producer like is on the phone in the um like office i guess and it's just like kind of a suspicious uh phone call and so like the next day um brendan kind of still has this like on his mind and he's like is talking to simone and he's like i think he's laundering money like but he's wondering like what he should do like what he should do about it or if he should even do anything at all um and i just like how simone was like well are you ready to like you know give up the fbi when you've only like just like started yeah in it um yeah and like I don't know there were just so many like little parallels in like dialogue that I found in like the feds episode um and because like the even like Laura's thing to Brendan about you know like this one wasn't your fault like by the uh truck was like a little bit of a Chenford like parallel so I don't know just yeah there are just so many little things that I enjoyed about this episode too of feds and just like oh my god even like they're (laughs) even the thing like they're in the middle of the shootout right and she's like when he hears that the um like the well Mindy quote unquote um you know it's like emptied the clip or whatever like of the gun and she's like she's empty and Laura's like want to peek your head and make sure he's like really no (laughs) yeah it was just so funny like you're in the middle of this like shootout and like you still have the opportunity to be like sarcastic yeah and just like oh my god it's just so good um and so obviously like Jennifer said like the case you know they they took care of the case and everything um and so like the end well well they like they like ended the episode like Laura and Brendan did but like the like start of their end uh scene is like Laura's just like out for a run uh in her neighborhood she's like going down the street and then just like the camera pans over and like Brendan's there leaning on his car just like casually chilling waiting for her kind of like freaks her out yeah she was just like she like kind of just like halts and is like what are you doing here in my neighborhood like how did you know this was my neighborhood which also side note I like totally like I got that part of the dialogue right in my little like prediction of here's (laughs) what I think they're going to say to each other yeah um you know because she was essentially like what the heck are you doing here um and so he was like you know well I did some research of my own and like he worked uh up his own profile of her so he thinks that she's like tough on him because she like needs him to succeed like they're equally invested in his success because he's a reflection of her Mm -hmm. um and I just love how she was just still like she didn't really show like any like emotion on her face like as he was talking she just 
like and even her responses were still kind of just like monotonous and she's like careful proby when he mentioned like that her self-esteem took a hit over the last year um yeah and i just like how like brendan called them like well partners in a way mm-hmm. um yeah but she's still not buying it like you know his whole like reason for showing up here you know she's kind of hinting like what are you like what are you really doing here um and so he asks well how would you know she like to recruit a simone level informant and sabotage the best acting role he'll he'll ever get and laura's like i'll go get dressed and i didn't notice this until i rewatched it um he like smiles and then looks back as she's like going up and i was like sir do you mind (laughs) oh my gosh like i can't with him i mean it wasn't like directly like like at at her her, but just like in the general direction i was like okay the the trope like when one is looking at the other and the other like doesn't know yeah so I wonder, like, if Brett was on Twitter more, like, if they would kind of, I mean, and, like, as the season goes on, obviously, because, again, we're only two episodes in at this point, like, let's be real. Let's be realistic here. They're not going to, like, hook up within, like, the first, like, four no. episodes. Um, <laughs> no. And if they did, I don't know. I, <laughs> that's, like, too soon for me. <laughs> You're, um, like, way out of left field. Like, I wouldn't even want that. I no. I, I'm good for slow burn. Um, but I wonder if they would, like, ship Brunson just as much as, like, Melissa and Eric ship Chenford on Twitter. <laughs> like, that. that's where I was getting at before all of that. So, like, yes. That was my main point. It was, like, I wonder if Brett was on Twitter more. If they would be shipping Brunson more. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, later in the season. Yeah. Like Melissa and Eric, like ship and troll Chenford lovers. <laughs> I yeah. don't know, yeah. but yeah. So, but I just love how like Kevin like calls her like B. Yes, just cute. Mm-hmm. Love that. I just love just like all the there's just you know some like magic about like the rookie like sets and yeah cats because they all just become such fast friends. Well, even like did you notice that like on Lisette's post or whatever like Camille Gady like had commented and mm-hmm. was like I love that crew or something and like yeah. Jenna Dewan had commented on Melissa's and was like miss you guys and oh uh, they're all just like one big happy family yeah and I love it yeah um so like for for the end of the episode um well for them anyway um I just thought it was funny how, like, they show up and then Roz is, like, um, thinking that, like, Laura's Brendan's agent. <laughs> and he's, like, you're hot. She's hot. And I'm, like, what are you, like, <laughs> what? Like, that was just so random. Um, but she's just, like, no, I'm not his agent, but I am a federal agent, as is yeah. Brendan. Um, and so... Apparently, Brendan did some digging and found out that the money that was laundered was for the Serbian mafia. Um, but but they won't arrest him if he agrees to be like their informant. So of course he was gonna take the deal. Um, and I just thought it was so funny how like <laughs> Brendan like looked back and was like all proud, and Laura's like, "Don't get cocky." Like, yep. no, no, no. Like, slow your roll. 
but yeah I just love them if that's not already evident and like they can do no wrong and yes I just yeah so good yeah so yeah oh we ship in this house we ship Brunson either as a romantic partnership a friendship like anything we just ship Mm -hmm. them yeah yep um, so then we're going to talk about Simone and the Cadillac. So the Bureau hasn't issued Simone a vehicle yet. So she asks Cuddy if she can use his uh, precious his Cadillac. Um, and he's like, no, but then ends up letting her drive it. Um, and she's on her way to work when she sees a woman chasing off a kid who's selling Vicodin, which is Antoine. Um, and so Simone like goes after him in the car. So she stops him by opening her car door and taking him down to the ground. Um, and then she like looks at the car door and she's and it's all dented so she stops Elena at the bureau and Elena's like yeah I'll get it into the motor pool to try and get it fixed so Elena stops Simone and you know says that the motor pool didn't have time to work on it like after their first day Um, but they will tomorrow so like that doesn't make things any better for Simone so she like goes home and she's like covering the car and Cuddy comes outside and he's not happy um and she thinks that it's about the car but it's actually about Anton because um Cuddy knows his dad who claims that Antoine's working for her and the FBI and someone's like I can't discuss that um but you know Cuddy comes to the conclusion that she made him and made him an informant um, and so Cuddy's like, if that's your way of changing the FBI on the inside by convincing our people to risk their lives by snitching on each other, um, like, that's not the best way. And so Simone fights back and with, you know, he's got his wife helping the community and she's got hers. And so then Cuddy's like, well, that's systemic disenfranchisement, which is real. Um, but Simone's like, you know, I may or may not be doing what I may or may not be doing for Antoine is meant to help him. And so they're obviously at odds over this and, you know, he's disappointed in her. Um, and so at the end of the episode, like the charges were dropped against Antoine and he has a fresh start. Um, and so Cuddy gives her credit um, and, you know, that he sees her and she's trying to make a difference in her own way. Um, but it's just going to be like hard and it doesn't always mean that he's going to agree with her. So, then, like, he gives her a hug and, you know, like, the Cadillac got fixed, but Cuddy still knows, notices that there's a dent there. His reaction. <laughs> oh, my God. It was gold. It was, it was so gold. funny. Like, you could just pause that moment at, like, any split second and it would be, like, meme-worthy. Yeah. It was so good. It was so good. So then she's, like, she wonders how we can tell and he's like oh a father always knows like what did you do to precious and she's like oh my god it's a car like yeah so good so good yeah oh goodness they're really i just like how like elena has like scenes with everyone i'm just kind of realizing that yes same because like she had some with simone and she obviously had some with garza in this episode um in like the first episode she was like you know palling around with like everyone um in like the briefing room and stuff I just like it I like her character because I remember like some people when they first saw her in that like one uh promotional photo they were like oh who is she is she gonna be like a new you know like person or whatever but 
she's definitely i just like her um i almost wonder like she's his niece but like we don't know how old she is she's definitely like younger than like laura brendan but um i wonder like has she went to the academy is she just kind of testing this out to see if she wants to do it like i'm so interested to learn more about elena Mm -hmm. yeah um so for well for garza and elena um obviously it's like heart condition is worrying a lot of people i just thought it was hilarious that laura's like the first one to notice that he's eating a burrito and she just like literally takes it and throws it in the garbage and then like doesn't even doesn't even like turn away from him to do so she just like still stares him down as she's like tossing it in the trash yeah um and you know uh garza being garza like seriously like wants to get it out of the garbage um and so he like literally is like trying to do that and then elena um like asks what he's doing he's like nothing (laughs) so he kind of has to like stop and like so um that was kind of like her kind of maybe like first uh like inkling that you know something's not like all right with uh, yeah and so later on when she asked what he wants for lunch oh this was so good felix did this line so well too he was just like double bacon cheese salad yeah (laughs) um and so apparently it's a beet salad to be specific um because i mean he says later he's like um beets are the new beef (laughs) which i can't say it's a little bit of a tongue twister too just like those words um but like elena's not really like buying that but she'll like you know she ends up getting in the salad anyhow um she's like just give me the damn salad um and so like so obviously like i said she's not really like totally convinced like she just thinks that like all of this is just like odd behavior for him because like even the next day when she asks you know if he wants like a hash brown he's like no he's like you know just starts to walk away and she's like because the deal I know would, you know, like love, like love to have one. Um, mm-hmm. And I just like how they like use Spanish. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, and so he finally like kind of, you know, just like, he's like, okay, I'm going to tell you. Um, and so he tells her that he's been having like some heart issues, but like he's handling it. And like, she, you know, he's like, can't tell, you can't tell your mom. Um and I just thought it was funny she was like you scared of your sisters and he's like no and he's like yes I am <laughs> like a little <laughs> bit um and so but like he'll tell them like I think so like on Sunday or something like when they like the next time they see each other and um so like if she can just like wait until then like he promises that he'll you know like let let the people like you know closest to him know what's like really been going yeah. on um and you know she's like well good because you know you're my favorite uncle and I'd be sad if you croaked and I was like okay (laughs) like she just oh my gosh just cracks me up and also though like don't we all have a favorite aunt or uncle like I know I do so I I have quite a few (laughs) well because my mom was one of seven kids and so I have a lot of just on one side of my family but I don't know yeah, I honestly can't say. I don't know. Yeah. 
I mean, I would deny it if someone ever asked me, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that was kind of it for them. I'm just glad. I don't know. I just, I like that they carried that, like, you know, because he had, like, originally mentioned his niece, like, working for him. Yeah. In, like, the rookie, like, backdoor pilot episode. And so I just like that they actually, like, followed through with that. Yeah. Storyline. Yep. So. Um, so then the last little bit we have is Carter um, and Tracy's, you know, still bugging Carter about betraying Garza, uh, you know, and he's just not wanting to do it. Um, she says that she can get him the promotion in New Orleans, but, you know, if he doesn't help her, then like he'll be demoted to pushing papers, quote unquote. Um, and so he finds it odd that Garza doesn't like put a case number on this active operation with Quinn Cannon. Um, and we see him kind of considering to do it, but like he doesn't act on it. Um, and he even brings it up to Garza and Garza's like, Tracy will talk to us or Tracy will come after us about it, but like in due time. Um, and so then, you know, Carter's wife drops by his hotel room with some clothes for him and tells him about the, and he tells her about the dream job. And, you know, she asks who's like hooking him up with it. And he mentions Tracy, um, and his wife's like, yeah, no, she's a snake. Um, but Carter's trying to get her to let him do this. So then at the end of the episode, Carter comes into Garza's office and confesses to the blackmail. And it turns out that Garza ended up generating a case number from the beginning, uh, which Carter also tells him he, like, considered reporting Garza not wanting to do that in the first place. So um, Carter's like, you know, or Garza's like I hope that you like you don't have to be here but I hope that you stay um and so that's kind of where we leave off with Carter and Garza so yeah um and then we do have just one listener thought on the rookie feds Carrie do you want to take it or do you want me uh sure I can take it um so janine had said uh she loves carter and simone as partners their contests and bets uh remind her of chenford's bets oh i kind of forgot that (laughs) i forgot i forgot a chenford moment wow (laughs) i i kind of did forget that chenford had like bets though two sets of bets yeah yeah Uh um janine respects carter for going against tracy um uh janine said i think she's a witch personified (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah um and janine loved that even his wife tells him tracy's no good um and she said uh brenson reminds her of like early chenford and she really loves the cast and their chemistry and uh she said that you know cuddy should really give like simone a chance to explain things before telling her that she's in like the wrong like line of work um but she's glad that towards the end they like hugged and kind of made up um yeah even though she she hurt his you know precious uh car so uh jenny last thought was um she's impressed with garza um she's enjoying that like he's like the boss and uh, that Elena is great as well, like interacting with him and everything. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know what, like fun thing that I found out last night that I just happened to stumble across, like, um, 
Okay. So the woman who plays Tracy mm-hmm. is married to Brandon Ralph, who was in season three of The Rookie. Are you following me? Okay. Yeah. Whoa. And then, and then Brandon and his wife, who plays Tracy, they were on the CW show that Lisseth was on. But like a, they left the season before she came in. Oh, Legends. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. I always think that's Legacies, but it's Legends. I knew that Brendan was, but I didn't know his wife was up. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Isn't that like really cool and kind of like kind of well, freaky? I feel like they were friends with Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're which I still friends. thought was cool and I didn't know before. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't know that either. I literally found out all of this information last time. It was like, oh my God. Like, and I just stumbled across it. That's so, cool. yeah. Oh, that's so, awesome. I know. And they did oh, come God. back for like an episode, I think, in Legends. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't think they were with Lisseth in that one. They might have been because I think I did see like a promo pic that like his one of them posted. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I just like well, I was spiraling last night because I was like, oh, like the per- the actress who plays Tracy is married to Brandon. That's cool. And then like I saw mm-hmm. A picture of like them with Nathan and I was like okay all makes sense and then I saw yeah. that they were on Legends and I was like wait Lestat was on that yeah <laughs> I was just like oh my god my mind is blown right now yeah there's a so. whole web like maybe we should make like a graphic one of these days <laughs> like all the connections we've ever come across yeah because like oh, Nathan's man. brought on people from Castle and like from his yeah. other shows so like mm-hmm. yes sir yeah I wonder, like, who he'll bring on to Feds. Well, he's not an exact producer on Feds. Nisi is. But I would think... I thought he was. He might be. I don't know. I would think that he would still have some kind of sway or something. Yeah. Like, the guy who played Victor Quincannon, or, like, was the picture of him and who looked a lot like him. Mm -hmm. Um, He's been in a lot. Because I was like, this guy looks very familiar. Mm -hmm. He's been in a lot. So... Yeah, but do we have any other notes on the rookie and rookie feds? Nope, just every well, no. Everyone should just go watch these shows if yes. they're not already. I mean, I would hope great. if you're listening to us that you're already watching the rookie. Because if not, you've stumbled across a podcast and you have no idea what it's about, which yeah. Go watch the rookie. <laughs> It'll all make sense. Yeah. Um but yeah, rookie feds, like check it out. It's not too late to catch up. And also, no, really I mean, not. I was gonna say like you can just kind of drop into any episode, but no, it's not too late to catch up. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and with that, you can find us on Twitter at the Shop Talk Pod underscore, or email us at Shop Talk the Shop Talk the Rookie Podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. Um. You can find us individually on Twitter as well. I'm at jstark804. And I'm at Carrie Hyman. And if you liked this episode of Shop Talk, we would really appreciate it if you left us a rating and review. Uh, really helps out the podcast and helps everyone find us. Um, and then make sure you check out our Tee Public store. They're having some sales this month, so we'll definitely be sharing those. And then next week we'll be covering 504 of The Rookie and 103 of The Rookie Feds. So, yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Go get them, boo.